Welcome back to The Juice. You're listening to UCT Radio with myself, Marion Seymour, and my co-host, Kinsani Koza. Just before the break, um, we were talking about the four women that were instrumental in the March 1956. So because you guys are, are listening from all over the world, we've got a lot of international students. Let's just break it down for them quickly and, and let them know what exactly happened on this day. So okay. on the 9th of March, 1956, 20,000 women marched to the Pretoria Union buildings um, and handed over a memorandum to shut down the pass laws that had just been reinstated, instated yeah. for the first time reinstated. at that point. Yeah. Four women representing four different racial groups, black, white, Indian and colored as they were classified in 1950, all brought petitions of 14,000 women each. So women who were not physically there were represented by the petitions that they signed. And that was presented to the then, was it called Prime Minister, um, J.G. Stratum at the time. What was amazing about these four women was that they did not belong to the same racial group, yet yeah. they all came together for the same problem. For the same cause, yeah. Yeah, it they was a diverse... They didn't hide their differences. They came together yeah. because of it. Yes. Which is so potent, highly potent. And, you know, I think, um, you know, just to speak on that, you know, Marion, I think that, like, um, there's so many times where I think in our country, specifically South Africa, um, we are divided by our differences. Whereas, you know, if we look at moments like, um, you know, the March of 56, um, if we just take a look and just like take a, a, um sorry look at them as an example to look at how our differences don't have to divide us but we ought to embrace them because that's what makes us unique that's what makes us you know who we are um but use that as a force to to fight the real enemy you know which exactly. is corruption which is racism which is discrimination which is segregation there's so many things absolutely yeah yeah, Helen Joseph was the at the white woman that was furious. I'm going to say this again. Helen Joseph was a white woman who was furious at the way that black women were treated. And she yep. took up the petition for all white women to come and fight against this. Yep. Lillian Goyi, as well, was one of the greatest leaders. And Rahima Musa and Sophia Williams de Brain did the same thing for their racial groups. They did it yeah. together. Yeah. Can I just say something super controversial right now? Sure. I am sick and tired of this all lives matter, brown lives matter, farmers' lives matter, all of this nonsense to dilute the message of black lives matter. We are different. We get it. But why yes. can we not take those differences and bring us together? Yes. You know, and, the whole acknowledge that black lives have yeah. not been treated equally Absol by everybody absolutely. else. That is why the movement exists. Absolutely. And you know what it is? It's just a thing of um, people are not, they're missing the point. They're missing the point. It's like when you look at it's, you know, for example, if I can put it like this so that maybe perhaps it might be clearer for, 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 for people to understand. Like the reality is, you know, let's say, for example, you know, I've got four siblings one of us gets hurt the plaster for example or whoever gets bandaged is the one that's getting hurt right and um, we're not all gonna get bandages because our lives are not in jeopardy do you get me like we're not mm. all injured it's the one sibling 
So in order for that sibling to heal, we need to pay attention to that sibling. We need to heal their wounds. We need to hear them out. We need to, you know, cater to them accordingly. And that's exactly what, you know, that that analogy can be applied to to the whole notion behind Black Lives Matter. We're not saying all lives don't matter. Of course, all lives matter. We never not said that they don't. Like, um, it's just the case that Black lives are actively being pillaged, being abused, being violated. And so we're just reminding society that, hey, you know, Black lives do matter. You know what I mean? No, it's ridiculous. And this Brown yeah. Lives Matter people can really learn from people like Sophia Williams de Brain. Um, yeah, in 1950, yeah. the Population Registration Act came into play. Mm-hmm. And at that point, she then decided to work full-time for the Colored People's uh, Progress, I think it's called, yeah. um, Colored People po- Program in Parliament. Yeah. She was 18 years old in 1956. Ama- amazing. Amazing. Like, that is some game-changing... Yeah, it's remarkable. It's incredible. Yeah. Just goes and- to show, like... It is just a number, guys. Exactly. She's the only living member of um, these four women. At 82 years old, she's still alive sure. today. <laughs> and sure. she worked with um, another powerful woman that we have to talk about in an upcoming episode called Shalemeth Muller, who was one of the lawyers Ooh, of the wee. treason trial in 1956. That is a shushu story as well. It's hot. It's Absolutely. It's so, different. Sophia Williams, she decided as a colored woman who was only just recently classified as colored, because remember before 1956, this whole, you know, identity existed only based on... People didn't talk about racism, it was the government that decided that people were were put... But anyway, she took their title of colored and she was like, right, black people are being treated worse. Black women are being treated worse as domestic workers. So we need to tell... As colored women, we need to support black women because this affects us all and yes. the particles must be abolished yes yes and that's the type of attitude that's needed in today's day and age because it's not like in as much as we've come we've taken a few steps in the in into better times i can't really say that much has changed do you know what i mean because we're no, still everything has changed we have completely forgotten about these women and and the way of of working together towards something. Yeah. I feel like the more time we've spent away from um, the end of apartheid, the more people have divided themselves. Yeah. Or maybe it's yeah. just COVID, people are just being revealed. I don't know. It's just, yeah. I feel like yeah. we're more divided than ever before. Yeah, but perhaps, you know, it is, it is, it's It's one of those things where, you know, apartheid definitely has has um, deeply embedded itself in, in the country. And we, we're seeing the, the, the social effects, the psychological effects, all of that coming to play. And on top of that, COVID is revealing a lot of other skeletons of the closet. So it's just messed up. It's messed up. So, yeah. Just I wonder how Rahima Musa um, felt about it. Now, I didn't know anything about Rahima Musa at all. Yeah. Um, she was a twin. She had a twin sister, Fatima Musa. Oh, hectic. Yeah, and both hectic. of them were actually part of the struggle. But when it came down to it, it was Rahima that was um, the one that took the petitions from the Transvaal Indian Congress yeah. to 1956. Now, not a lot is known about her, but she was a shop steward um, for the Food and Canning Workers Union. And she does have a hospital named after her for mother and yes, children in Johannesburg. So. And a nursing college and a street. So 
there, there's some sort of acknowledgement about her role. Um, I was say, yeah. Yeah, but I, I would have liked to see a little bit more. I mean, do you know anything about Raima Musa? Um, from what I understand, she was very close to my diva. That I know. Ah. And um, yeah, she. If I if I'm not mistaken, I stand to be corrected. She 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 did his autobiography. Um, but yeah, she 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 wrote a, a book based on the conversation she had with Matiba, and it's actually titled um, "Conversations with Matiba," if I'm not mistaken. So so yeah, like you said, they were very fundamental in the struggle, and um, yeah, they played fundamental roles. So bless them. I, I want to just take a moment to thank these women, um, Lily Ngoyi, Helen Joseph, Rahima Musa, Sophia Williams. You know, we respect you, we love you, we are you, and we just hope that the next generation of women leaders can be like you. Coming yes. up, the only song that makes sense right now, Umlilo. Yes, Sinclair. Yes.